Today I will explain to you the two different choices we have as far as calendar goes in SharePoint Online. Welcome to the SharePoint Maven podcast. If you are an end user, power user, or administrator frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes happening in SharePoint Online and Office 365, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, you can expect easy, insightful, and actionable steps that will help you correctly set up and adapt to SharePoint and Office 365. And now, your host, Greg Zelfand. Hello again, this is Greg Zalpin from SharePoint Maven, and welcome to episode number 17 of SharePoint Maven podcast. So today I want to talk about a requirement that comes up quite often, and that is the ability to integrate some sort of calendar into a SharePoint internet. There are obviously many reasons why you would want to have a calendar on your SharePoint page, on your SharePoint internet. You want to capture company holidays, you want to capture birthdays, anniversaries, important milestones, time off, etc., etc. So in this episode, I would like to explain to you the options you have within SharePoint Online and explain to you the pros and cons of each of the options. I'll also try to mention some use cases for each of the options as well. So let's jump straight to this. There are only really two choices that we have in SharePoint Online when it comes to calendars we have only two choices. We have a SharePoint calendar and we have an Outlook calendar. So let's start with the SharePoint calendar first. We actually had this option for, seems like forever uh, in SharePoint, and we still have this option in SharePoint Online as well. What I'm talking about is the calendar web part. It's a web part that allows you to, of course, uh, create a calendar on your SharePoint site. Uh, It's also a web part that allows you to embed the SharePoint calendar uh, onto your SharePoint page. And just like the other classic apps like uh, task list and uh, contact list and issues log, a calendar web part is a list. It's a list of events. And essentially, the calendar app itself uh, is just a view of that events list in a calendar format. So when you added this calendar app, calendar web part to your SharePoint site, to your SharePoint page, by default, it presented the uh, events in a calendar format in the month view, which is a default view. Uh, but you could also you know, view your events in a different uh, view as well. You could view it in, uh, in a week view, in a day view. You could also view your events in the list format, almost like a table of um, upcoming events a list of upcoming events um, view. Now, what's interesting about this particular web part is that obviously now we are in modern SharePoint, we have modern page experience, and this particular web part got stuck in the classic look and feel. I guess kind of stuck in classic look and feel partially. So if you navigate to your modern page now and click the edit button in the upper right hand corner so you can edit the page then uh, hit that plus uh, button to add a web part and choose events web part that's the uh, web part that allows you to add a sharepoint calendar web part i was just talking about when you do that it will add a list of events uh, to your sharepoint page to your modern sharepoint page and it will all look modern to you it's just going to be an upcoming list of events However, behind the scenes, what actually happens when you create, when you add this events web part to your SharePoint page, it actually creates, adds a classic calendar web part to your SharePoint site. 
So if you go to gear icon, site contents, and open up that advanced calendar web part, you will notice that uh, it's this classic web part, classic calendar I was just talking about. So while the front end, you know, the upcoming list of events has been somewhat modernized, you can obviously add those events to your modern page. The back end still remained classic. So again, just to summarize, uh, if you add that web part to your SharePoint site, to your SharePoint page, the upcoming list of events, the just the purely the list of events will look modern. However, behind the scenes, if you want to view the same calendar in a month view or um, you know, week view, et cetera, that will still be classic. And there is no way for you to embed a month view onto the page because remember, the month view is still classic. Uh, and because we have a modern page, we cannot really embed the uh, classic view of the calendar onto a modern page. And we obviously could do that with classic pages, but we cannot with modern pages. So again, with modern pages, you only can enjoy the upcoming list of events. You cannot really view the calendar in the month view, week view, etc. So by design, obviously, this calendar is not integrated with the Outlook. Uh, this is a SharePoint calendar, so it leaves and stays and resides in SharePoint. So what that means is that if you add some events uh, to this calendar, they will reside in SharePoint. They're not going to be added or synchronized to your personal calendar in Outlook. So we obviously have this limitation regarding the um, the appearance, I guess, the look and feel of the calendar. Uh, however, the beauty about this calendar is that you can have multiple calendars, multiple SharePoint calendars uh, on your SharePoint site. So you can maybe create one for company holidays. You can maybe create one for time off, uh, some important milestones, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, you can have as many calendars uh, as you want on your SharePoint site. Just keep adding those uh, events web parts. Uh, or uh, essentially add new, uh, create new uh, web parts behind the scenes uh, through site content. So that was option number one. And what I would like to do now is explain to you the second option we have when it comes to uh, the ability to display calendars in SharePoint. And that option involves an Outlook-based calendar. Now, for the second option, I'm not talking about uh, just about any Outlook calendar. Of course, you know what uh, Outlook is, hopefully. Uh, and uh, I'm sure you're familiar with how Outlook calendars work. The calendar I'm talking about specifically here is the calendar that is tied into an Office 365 or Microsoft 365 group. I have already covered the concept of an Office 365 group a few times on my podcast as well as my blog, but let me quickly refresh your memory and explain to you what I'm talking about. Essentially, every time you create a new team, in Teams, or uh, you create a team site in SharePoint, or you create Plan and Planner, uh, behind the scenes, it creates uh, something called Office 365 Group. Uh, just recently, it got renamed to Microsoft 365 Group, uh, but they really mean the same thing. Essentially, it's a membership group. It's a security group uh, that is tied into various applications we have within Office 365 ecosystem. So let's say you create a new team in Teams. It obviously creates uh, a new team, but also behind the scenes, it also creates uh, a SharePoint site that is tied uh, to that team. It also creates a plan and planner, which is a task management tool. And it also creates an Outlook calendar, which obviously resides in Outlook. 
and all of these assets, all of these applications that are tied through the Office 365 or Microsoft 365 group. And the idea is that if I uh, add you to my team, if I add you to my group, you will have access to all the applications uh, the group has to offer. So if I add you to my team, you will have access to obviously Teams and you know Planner and SharePoint site and uh, Outlook Calendar. And this brings us to this second option that we have, and that is the ability to utilize this Outlook Calendar on our SharePoint pages. And the reason I explain this to you, this particular option, this particular concept, is because this is the only Outlook Calendar you can add to a SharePoint page. You see, you can have multiple calendars in Outlook, all right? You can create different uh, calendars in Outlook, However, if you want to embed one onto SharePoint page, you really will not be able to, unless it's a calendar that is tied in to an Office 365 group. And the reason for this is because we have a nice web part in SharePoint. It's actually called the Group Calendar Web Part. And this particular web part allows you to embed a calendar that is part of the Office 365 group onto the SharePoint page. So just like with option number one, where you edited your page, hit that plus uh, icon and select that advanced web part, for this particular one, you would choose a group calendar web part. And once you add this calendar web part to your SharePoint page, it's essentially going to ask you which of the calendars uh, you want to add uh, to your SharePoint page. The beauty about this particular option is that you're not obligated to add a calendar that is tied to the specific site you're on. You can add any calendar you want, any uh, Office 365 group calendar that you're part of, you can add to your SharePoint page. So this option obviously allows you to maintain your events in Outlook and then surface them up, present to your users on the SharePoint page. So what's unique about this particular option, what's interesting about this option is that it will obviously allow you to add events, surface them up uh, from Outlook onto the SharePoint page. Uh, but just like with events web part, it will show them in the upcoming list format. So in Outlook, obviously, we have the month view and the week view and a day view, right? Uh, you will not be able to embed those views onto the SharePoint pages. On the SharePoint pages, when you add this particular web part, it will only show you the upcoming list of events. And if you need, of course, to view the same events in a calendar format, you would then need to go directly to the uh, uh, Outlook and essentially um, you know, uh, view the uh, events in a month view, or week view, or day view, whatever you want. So now that I explained the two options uh, to you, which one should you choose? Well, it obviously depends on your use case, but I always say that if you design integration with Outlook, obviously always go with option number two. By design, of course, that second option, um, the calendar already resides in Outlook, so you don't really need to sync anything or manually copy the information over. Uh, the information always resides in Outlook for that second option, so you can always go to your Outlook and um, you know see the personal events from your personal calendar and then overlay them with that uh, other group calendar as well. However, not always you need an integration with Outlook. Maybe you want to capture some um, company holidays or some important milestones that 
appropriate for the SharePoint internet um, you know, homepage, but are not really appropriate uh, to be residing, to be viewable in Outlook calendar. So in this particular case, option number one is the way to go. You can just use the SharePoint calendar and store the information in SharePoint, and it's not going to uh, get noisy in your Outlook. One important limitation I wanted to mention as well is that this first option, the, the SharePoint calendar option, does not allow recurring events. So for example, if you wanted to store company you know, employee birthdays uh, or employee anniversaries, and obviously these are recurring events, you will not be able to utilize the option number one, the SharePoint calendar option. And it actually does allow for recurring events. However, for some strange and weird reason, uh, those recurring events, they would only be visible on a classic you know, calendar view. Uh, they're not going to be visible uh, on the view uh, when you embed that calendar onto the modern page, uh, when it just shows you the upcoming list of events. So if you want to store and organize uh, employee birthdays, employee uh, anniversary dates, quite a frequent request for SharePoint-based internet. Uh, the trick I recommend is as follows. When you create your Office 365 group, and you can create it from Teams, you can create it from Outlook or from SharePoint, make sure to set privacy level to public. This will assure that everyone within the organization can join your group uh, without the approval of the group owner. Once you will create this group, obviously it will create uh, an Outlook calendar for that group. This is where you can populate uh, all the employee birthdays, employee anniversaries. And then all you need to do is just uh, navigate to the SharePoint page where you want to embed and surface up those um, you know, birthdays and anniversaries. And then you just um, add a calendar web part and point it to that uh, uh, public uh, calendar, public group you just created. So you will maintain your uh, events, your employee builders and anniversaries uh, in Outlook, and they will show up on the landing page, let's say, of your SharePoint internet. And because obviously we're going to be using Outlook calendar for this particular option, uh, you can uh, add recurring events and birthdays and employee anniversaries are recurring events. So you just need to enter them once and then uh, pretty much they will uh, show up uh, on the SharePoint page uh, automatically. So this is a nice little trick I employ for my clients and hopefully you will be able to use this uh, as well. So these are the two options we have as far as adding calendars to a SharePoint page goes. Uh, and uh, each one of course has its pros and cons just like uh, with everything else in life. And I'll let you decide which one works best for your particular use case. All right, so that's all I wanted to cover in this particular episode. Hopefully you found it useful. As always, happy to see you on my blog, sharepointmaven.com, and talk to you next week. Goodbye. Thank you very much for listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. 